Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Let's <laughs> okay. Here we are. Let's talk about prioritizing joy in our lives despite our circumstances with my friend Elise. Elise is married to a really great guy. For one, I. I've told her many times that I look at her relationship. I know we all have issues, but they have a really secure relationship. That's fun. And it's fun to watch. She has two daughters. Uh, she's been teaching 20 years, all types of, and genres of fitness. And for the last 17 different modalities of yoga and does yoga therapy, which she did herself. And we'll share that story of why she started yoga therapy and why she will be doing it at our betrayal retreat here in Midway, Utah. Um, I met Elise, it's been a year ago, a year and a half ago mm-hmm. at a roller skating adult fitness. No, it was a, it's a lesson, just a lesson, like a class. So we were there and, <laughs> uh, probably what, after two lessons, um, I was the weirdo who asked if I could get her number and be friends. <laughs> we have very different memories of that. Cause I was like, Hey, you seem really nice. Can I, you be my friend? Can I get your number? Like a date. I know. I love it. But here we are being brave. And we both and... think we did it to each other. And I think I'm like, no, I don't remember. I love you that. that. We were both really awkward and <laughs> remembering, but yeah. And Elisa's has just been, it's been fun because she actually met me the month I mm-hmm. found out I was getting divorced and had signed up for that class, not realizing how much I would need that little space. And so I met these four little, well, there's four of us women from that roller skating class. And we don't always get together, but when we do, it's just easy. And so I'm grateful to have Elise here. She is really, it was an easy, like, why haven't you been on my podcast? You live exactly (laughs) what I teach. Like you just do it. That's who you are. And I want people to understand how beautiful it can be to watch. And so I want them to know who you are. So who are you? Who am I? <laughs> what Quirky. is your story? <laughs> we were just saying like the one word that people has describe been used us. to describe me since I was a child is she's quirky. Yeah. So when you send messages to either Elise or me saying, you're so quirky, quirky. like, thank you. Is that <laughs> There's a pause. There's a pause. I don't, I don't think it's a compliment, Elise, <laughs> but I like it. I like that you are too. Yeah. It's, you know what? Why, why be why be normal if you can be fun? Yeah. You know, come on, <laughs> whatever. It's nice to be like the older you get, it's nice to be at an age where you literally oh. don't care. Why did like I you don't so worry long? about fitting in? <laughs> yeah. You don't, your, your, our brains change. Our experiences change us to it's just this refreshing, freeing feeling of, oh. I don't care I don't. if you think I'm quirky. Okay. How old were you? <laughs> this has nothing to do with the podcast. No, great. How old were you when you figured that out? Cause I feel like I was too old. Oh my word. I'm still figuring it out. I would like to say off and on through my life. Like I would like to say there's, there, there have been times where I've been like, I don't care. And then the next time something happened, it's like, I really care. Why do I care? Like I do care, you know, probably 
well, more drastically this past year, but probably about within the last 10 years, maybe. Okay. Yeah. As an same. adult, for sure. Same. As my kids have gotten 30s. older and, and I'm teaching them that, you know, just because you're in, like when you graduate from high school, doesn't mean that relationships and building friendships changes. Yeah. Even as, as adults, we struggle with finding who your people are or 100%. meeting new people. And so you have, you still have to put yourself out there yeah. and you know, that doesn't change just because you're not nine, you know, <laughs> it's a little different too. It's just different. Yes. Oh, I love this. Okay. Tell us who you are. How did you get into yoga therapy and giving back? Um, when I first had, when I had my first daughter, um, 21 years ago, um, I, first of all, I danced most of my life and, um, and then we, I was a river guide for several years. And so I built my muscles totally opposite. So after I had my first baby, um, I just needed something new, a new, I don't like the, it's ironic because I taught fitness classes for so long, but I don't like the thought of like scheduling a time <laughs> to have to work out. It has to be something like, this is fun for me to do. I don't think that I'm working out because it's fun. Yes. Um, so my husband had bought me a pass to a Bikram studio when we were living in Sacramento. And so that was my first approach, my first experience with yoga. And then as years went on, like maybe two more years, I'm looking around and there's different yoga studios and totally different ways of doing it. And I thought, wait, this is yoga too. And so I just dove in and I started, and I was already teaching fitness classes, but I would take a different certification every year. And just, I just got so heavily into yoga several years later, more, um, that, um, and then I had some trauma that, that took place emotionally in my family, in my life. And I sought, um, counseling and a friend of mine said, you should, you should try yoga therapy, you know? And she was actually one of the, the colleagues at the school and, and was building this yoga therapy program in Salt Lake. And so I, I went to a few sessions and I thought, this is really interesting that this isn't like taught in regular yoga because it's mm. not. To me, a physical yoga class is a moving meditation anyway. It always focuses on the breath and how your body moves with the breath to, re to release. Um, but yoga therapy is much more specific to the person. So it took about a year and a half, two years to finish and 140 clinical hours in trauma centers and rehab centers and veterans hospital and stuff. Because it's very, it's breathing techniques and movement that is specific to that person's ailment. Mm. It's very personal. And so, um, like there's certain positions you would never do physically, depending on what that person's been through. Okay. There aren't certain breathing patterns you would do depending on what that person's brain has been through. And so it's just like, just knowing that realm of it was just, you're a yoga doctor. It, well, house call. <laughs> it's kind of a liaison between, um, talk therapy and a physical medical doctor and going home. For instance, wow. one of my one of our professors was an oncologist and he said, that's exactly what you are as a liaison. Like I tell someone, okay, you've had cancer that's traumatic and now you're okay. Go back home and live your life. How do they do that? Yeah. And so it's just learning how to move, mm -hmm. to move that pain through your body physically in a, in a positive way. And so once I went to, once I did that for myself, it was like, there's no way I can't like, this is where the meat of it is. Like, this is where my heart is. And it helped me and it helps so many other people. And but I think it's hard to take me seriously because I'm quirky. <laughs> Dang quirky. Like she's a yoga therapist. I don't want to go to her. She's, a, no. she's, she's quirky. Like oh, she doesn't I take it, it too seriously, but yeah, I don't like, you know, there's, there's time, there's a time and a place for the serious, of course. Um, 
And I'm very open about uh, if someone starts talking about a situation and their situation is outside of my realm of expertise, I send them to a talk therapist or a psychiatrist, psychologist, and that's, and they refer their patients to me. So, Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of a, like, I know where my line is and I let them know that as well, that this is to move through your body and to move through the breath. And, um, like I would never, I would never claim to be a medical, Mm -hmm. you know, or deeper, deeper but yeah. Okay. So, um, you, how, how do you do this? I mean, I see you on Instagram, but you do this for people virtually Mm -hmm. and in person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially when COVID hit, it changed a lot of things. I think all of us went online Mm -hmm. in a different way and tried to share in a different way. And I have several clients that live out of state. I haven't actually taken on a lot of new clients, depending on the severity of their situation, because quite frankly, in my own situation right now, taking on someone else's heavy, isn't fair to them. If I'm not in the right mindset for that. So to be fair to them, I just, you know, I refer them to someone else or, um, but there are certain things I still do, but I, um, as far as like the heart community and people with certain illnesses, I started before COVID going into hospitals and doing breath work with people post-surgery. And then obviously when that couldn't happen anymore is when I started utilizing that online or people reach out to me and say, Hey, my husband or my daughter just had surgery and we do some breathing over FaceTime. And I still, I still do that. And I, because of HIPAA laws, I can't reach out to the hospital and ask for people that are there, but I'm trying to be very open to let people know that that's where my heart lies and have to feel like I'm helping somehow. And because mm-hmm. I mean, I had seven yoga certifications before yoga therapy and I had never learned in those set of insert and, and I'm a yoga alliance teacher trainer. Like I had wow. never learned the techniques that are taught in yoga therapy. So it, that is mind boggling, especially for people, you know, I've been to different types of yoga. Mm -hmm. I've done breath work. I've done Mm -hmm. therapy. I've done all these things, but it blows my mind that there's always more that I don't understand. Yeah. And there's probably yoga teachers out there going, wait, there's more. Absolutely. I didn't know there was another thing. So, well, and all yoga is therapeutic. It's just important to differentiate that there's difference between yoga therapy and a yoga class. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, yeah. so I don't want you to feel like you need to share, but I'm also going to ask. Oh, I um, as well. uh, so when you said, because of your situation right now, you mm-hmm. aren't taking on new clients. I fully understand that. And that was me when we met, actually, yeah. I started hiring how it helped because mm-hmm. there's all these people who needed help and I couldn't hold space for them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I could help the ones I was already involved with. Mm-hmm. And that was great. And it kept me going. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I couldn't take on the new. So hearing you say that one, I'm like, oh, it, it breaks me a little bit to he- to feel that. Cause yeah. I remember feeling that you want to give yeah. and you physically can't yeah. or emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you can share a little, absolutely what that means, I'm going to go back just a little bit though, to what you had said before, just so everyone here, hears this is we were skating. Ash and I were skating. Um, I guess I should talk to you. You and I were skating. (laughs) (laughs) We were skating. This happened a couple of times, the past two times we've been skating together where I just said, Ashlyn, I, you may not remember, you know, how you, how you were in that space to me, like how it came across to me, you are night and day different, you know, and there's not a better or worse. It's just my feeling like, okay, maybe she 
like I was careful approaching you mm. when I first met you because I was a little guarded. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I saw that and I felt that. And so, you know, and I invade people's space a hundred percent. Like so I will hug you like a mollusk. <laughs> like it is annoying, but like, I kind of like, okay, baby steps with mm. this one, baby steps. And then, <laughs> and then we instantly became friends. And then now it's like, Ashton, do you remember when, like, I felt like when I had you to be were careful. Selfie? Do you remember that? <laughs> you were rough. Like, <laughs> no, it was just, you were quiet. I was, you were I just, was it was, that's how I would say stuff. it. Yes. Yep. And we all were at that time, all going through something different. I think it's how we became yeah. such good friends, but you specifically, um, from then to now and knowing your story, um, it's, it's awesome. Oh, thank it's you. It's just amazing. Um, but anyway, now back to you. Okay. So, <laughs> So that was last year. And then, um, last May's almost a year ago, two weeks from now, it'll be a year kind of crazy. Uh, my daughter and I were on her graduation trip with her best friend and her mom in Newport beach. And my daughter and I were roller skating every day and just having a good time. And, and my legs started to get so swollen and I felt, well, this hasn't happened for a while since I mean, I had a heart issues before I had open heart surgery in 2016 but it was bomber. Like it was fine. I had my, my, they stopped my heart and rebuilt my septum wall and my chambers and just rebuilt everything. So it was awesome. But I hadn't noticed that until before when I had heart issues, I'm like, this is weird. So I was sleeping with my legs up the, the headboard and every day I was just getting more and more puffy, more swollen. So I'm like, okay, corn dogs, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're looking at the data, Beach. where my food <laughs> Where is this coming from? And so we came home on a Wednesday. <laughs> we flew home on a Wednesday. And that later afternoon, I texted my surgeon. I said, okay, my nose and ears are puffy. Like this is what's been going on. I have some pain in my right side. And he's like, immediately go in and get checked immediately. And within 20 minutes, they life flighted me mm -hmm. to um, IMC claiming it was a severe heart attack, but it wasn't. It was, my heart was in severe failure. And so my heart just decided to, to give out. Um, and so by the fourth day in the ICU, fourth or fifth day, I'm sitting there going, why am I still here? Like I looked and felt just like this, like what you're seeing now, yeah. I'm sitting there going, why am I still here? And that's when the, the wheels started to turn. Like there's, there's a reason I'm still here. Um, and yeah, stage D heart failure was a blow. Um, because I don't look or feel sick, but I have to treat myself as though I am. And I know that my life expectancy is pretty drastically shortened. Um, but there I'm now with a heart failure team. It's been, let's see, in January, I was transferred to a heart failure specialist team and they have eyes on me like a hawk. I'm there once or twice a week at this point and, and getting all these tests. And I could, you know, I could live with my heart working halfway for a long time. That's just what the hope is. And so we're trying to avoid more drastic measures by hoping my medications will work, but just, you know, it's a blow and it's hard to see. Uh, I think it's hard for the caretakers, you know, when you see like my husband and my girls, um, their perspective of like, I can, I can handle what happens to me, but when you look at it from their perspective, it's really hard. And everyone has heartache. I say this a lot that emotional heartache and emotional heartbreak is a lot harder to heal than physical heartbreak. And so it's probably a lot harder for you to see your situation through your girl's eyes, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to patch that for them. 
and, you know, then be like, I can handle what happens to me, but now I've got other people to think about. Um, that's kind of where I was with that. And I've had emotional trauma, um, that ironically was felt a lot, not ironically, cause I am just saying that it felt a lot worse. Yeah. It felt a lot worse that I'm still, I'm still trying to, to heal and, and, um, be okay with not being okay. Um, but this is a, the physical heart is totally, it's, it's a reality that I don't like, but what do you do? Yeah. And <laughs> you can wake up every day and be mad, or you can wake up every day and roller skate. <laughs> and that's just, that's why I love you. Why not? <laughs> and, and hearing you like watching you say your story. I hate hearing your story for that reason. And I do remember our group text of you saying like, I just got yeah. lighted. This is what's yeah. going on. And it was like, I don't understand. I can't come skating today. You guys, <laughs> I like what I just saw you roller skating on the beach. Like yeah. it's, it is confusing to see someone who is you yeah, and to say, see how you live your life with joy yeah. and fun. Yeah. Despite what's going on internally that you can't even see like yeah. the normal person walking down the street would never know that you are suffering yeah. inside. Right. Or emotional well, or physical anybody. for sure. Like we should approach everybody like they're suffering. We're all suffering in some way. <laughs> and it yeah. is, it, yeah. I feel like when you zoom in, when, if I were to have any listener on this show right now and say, share your story, it would probably be the same feeling. Yeah. Like everyone has something to give, mm -hmm. to share a life lesson. Um, and when we hear each other's stories, we can't help, but just love. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, like I even catch myself when I post things about it, I'll post updates. And a lot of people on my Instagram are heart people, the heart mm -hmm. community. So that's what I see a lot of. And so it gives me the confidence to share without feeling awkward or you worried about being like that victim or sympathy. Yeah. You didn't want the sympathy. Yeah. Or just, just feeling like, like oversharing, like that's yeah. a little, that's a little inappropriate or that's a, that's a little too weird. To and I'm post. like, it at makes, least tell morbid. me more. <laughs> I need to you know how it, you know. are. But see there, this goes back to caring what people think of you. Mm. Like you can go back and forth. Like I really, I really say that I don't, but in certain things like that, Gosh, I can't it's like, that wait a second, is this, how is this going to come across? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking, this is my journal. This yeah. is my story. This is my documentation. I, I really shouldn't and can't care what other people think about it because it's mine and yeah. it's, it's my story. And if it helps one other person, then I've then I've done something and I don't know. I I've only met two other people. I know of one other, but I've never, we haven't conversed yet, but just someone told me about her, but there's two other people that I met through my Instagram that have reached out when they were diagnosed with heart failure with stage D and they both live out of state. And there's these relationships, these beautiful relationships with people that I've never met before that have been amazing in this space. And it's hard to find someone my age and my condition. Yeah. So I do feel really alone. Um, but then you hear of people that are living in the hospital for months that they can't live at home waiting for a transplant. And I just, I can't reach out to them. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know them, but that's where with yoga therapy, that's where my heart lies is I, I can, I can do something. I want to do something and that's what I can help with. And that's what I can share. I just need like the path, mm -hmm. you know? HIPAA laws, dang Like I, I can't <laughs> just tell these, I can't just like walk in the hospital anymore yeah. and start walking in the rooms and, you know, 
Do you need, do you need me? Yeah. <laughs> Can I help you? I will roller skate You're and quirky. yoga. That is, that is the beautiful thing. I, I went to one of your roller skate fitness classes yeah. and it was like yoga on skates. And then we skated. Namaskate. <laughs> Namaskate. And that's it. It's like how you're getting better at skating and it just blows my mind little by little, but that's the thing is like, you still are living your life. Yeah. And it is a beautiful vision for me to see that. Thank you. We can only control our own, you know, stuff within our little self wall, but even then we sometimes can't, our bodies perform how we don't want them to a lot of the time. Yeah. And it can be so frustrating. And so the fact that you're like, I'm going to take my breaks when I need to, Mm -hmm. but I'm also, I'm still going to skate. I'm still going to teach. I'm still going to give, but we compromise. Yeah. When I had my open heart surgery in 2016, um, the recovery was really bad. My six week recovery turned into, you know, two and a half months. And, and I remember asking my surgeon, like, okay, when can I do a plank again? And he's like, okay, the very fact that that's your concern (laughs) you're going to be all right. You know, cause I, cause I don't want to feel like I'm down Yeah, and I've always been really active. And so with this, the same, the same doctor and my new health, my new, um, heart failure team, they're like, if I could choose two exercises for you, it would be yoga and skating Really? because I can't push too hard. I can't get my heart rate up too high, too, 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 too quickly. And so instead of having to focus on, and even the years with my heart stuff with yoga, there's certain like I'm that person that can't do inversions for very long. Mm. And who cares? Like who cares what you can or can't do? You just focus on what you can do instead of what you can't. And I actually had someone say to me once, what yoga instructor can't do a headstand. I'm like, you mean who won't do a headstand? (laughs) You betcha. That's me. There is a difference because I know (laughs) you you do what you you wanted to, right? But I will pass out. (laughs) I will pass out. And I and, have, and this it goes back to the discussion of how long did it take us to get to the place of yeah. I can choose and I choose not to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this whole year has been this whole new perspective for me, um, of being able to close the doors on things and relationships and people mm. and situations that don't love me back Same here. that don't serve me anymore. And I actually don't feel guilty about it. I don't have the time or the mental or emotional capacity to hold on to that crap. Mm. Like, I just have to say like me and my husband and my girls is all that matters. And we've got to hold them together, you know? And, um, and I have to be healthy for me. And if there's things that are creating stress or causing stress or just not having to try so hard Mm -hmm. on relationships that just really aren't there anyway, awesome. Let them be gone. And that's not mean, that's just releasing them of what they clearly don't want in their life. And I don't want in mine. And that's, and that's, unfortunately, that's been some really close friends where I've been too much, or I like some of you, but not all of you. And I'm like, I'm finally at the point where I'm like, I don't need that. I'm Mm -hmm. not trying anymore. This is great. (laughs) Like just this release, this weight that was lifted off of my body and off of my shoulders physically, emotionally, and mentally to actually close those doors and feel good. And there's a quote that I love that says, when it comes to relationships, the, no, when it comes to the worth and value of relationships, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Mm. And it's just nice to kind of purge that extra change. And I know who my quarters are, you know, I love that. So, I haven't heard that before. 
it makes a difference. Okay. So I love that you're kind of going into what I'm guessing is giving you this life-giving energy Mm -hmm. to live with joy, despite your circumstances. Mm -hmm. So for one, you're mentioning being boundary, learning to say yes and to say no and to let go. I 100% have experienced that over the years, especially in the last year, Mm -hmm. getting divorced is kind of like, Mm having COVID don't call around her. She's contagious. She's got divorced. And so I did lose some friendships, but like you said, they weren't serving either of us. Yeah. And, um, one of my friends, I, uh, from college on mother's day, we were watching old home videos and I saw an old video of us actually roller skating. Awesome. And so I sent it to her and just said, Hey, I miss us. And I'm thinking of you and happy mother's day. And she came back with guilt and shame of like, I'm so sorry. I haven't reached out in the last year. You know, I know it's been hard and I love you and I miss you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't reached out to you either. Like, yeah, this is, this is all I'm expecting is just like, I miss you. I miss us. This is all I need. And, and that's okay because I don't need to go and make people feel bad that they haven't thought of me in the last year. Right. I don't really care. Like I am taking care of myself. And it's not that you don't care about them. It's no, just, I don't it's, expect it's, it. Oh, right. It's okay to not check in on me. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone has I, their lives. Well, and I forget Everyone to check has in their on lives. people. I forget to check in on Elise. No, you don't. And the, yeah, I do. <laughs> How long have we been saying we're having lunch together? Well, one year. <laughs> one year. One year later, we had lunch. <laughs> we did. We had lunch. We did. <laughs> so no. I do think that's important. Um, what... I mean, I love that you're, you were kind of preparing yourself for this thing, um, your heart failure without realizing it with yoga and roller skating Mm -hmm. and, and really clearing out the emotional, maybe negative energy in your life. I feel like I was doing the same thing. Like I was prepared for my divorce, even though I wasn't prepared, I had all these things I was already doing to heal. And so I just had to learn to do them in a new arena. Yeah. And, um, what would you say? is like, is another thing that's giving you life to have the joy, to have fun and to prioritize those things. Because like you said, you could wake up and say, this sucks. I'm too young for this. This isn't fair. Yeah. Or you can escape. Um, I give myself time to grieve and I give myself one day a week and it's not, it's not like on Tuesdays (laughs) (laughs) between nine and five, I'm going to correct. It's a sad Saturday it just over happens, here. Right? <laughs> the lights are down at the Joneses <laughs> on Tuesdays. No, it's just, I'll start to feel it. Yeah. I'll start to feel it. And I give myself, it's about an average of one day a week to just feel all the feels, feel to heal, be mad. I cry. Um, I get really angry because I don't like the word fair. I, I don't like the term. That's not fair because what's fair? what is fair. <laughs> What is fair? We all have things in our lives. And I think by sharing, by sharing our ailments and sharing what, by sharing our hurt and sharing our feelings, it helps us feel careful, like understood and and supported because someone else can say, well, me too. Mm -hmm. Or you realize you're not alone in your situation. And even though your situation may be different, no one's is exactly the same, but we can have empathy for each other. And I just give myself one day a week, um, to cry it all out and to, to give my feelings an escape and a way out. So they don't harbor for so long that eventually they manifest 30 years later by some detrimental mm-hmm. choice or 
um, severe depression or like, I let that depression out because I'm not happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's impossible. And I think people like people that say that, oh, that's fine. Or nothing bothers me. Yeah. 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 It does. <laughs> when we learn to yes, unstuff the stuffing, right? Yeah. Unstuff the stuffing. <laughs> totally. I've been stuffing for years and yeah. it is, it's this purge of if I want to feel the joy, I have to feel yeah. the sorrow. Absolutely. You cannot numb out just that ickiness and yeah. expect to be okay over here. Yeah. And I think that's where, for me personally, when I was in the muck of things, not a year ago, but maybe eight years ago yeah. when it was going through betrayal and things, it was, I was very victim mode mm-hmm. and I wanted to be mad. And I hated that no one knew because I was unwilling to tell anyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what makes us feel alone can actually connect us. Yeah. But I was so embarrassed that I wouldn't share and I didn't find support. I wasn't in therapy and yet I could have had all this healing and thing sooner had I been able to step out of that, um, and to have some sort of way. So when I was taught to feel mm-hmm. and that I needed to, to move that through my body, I was taught to move my body on yeah. a regular basis. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I still do that now. Um, do you have kind of a, a cue or a phrase? Do you warn your husband? Do you warn your family? Do you, how do you set yourself up for that and give yourself grace? Because I know for me going from stuffing it to feeling it, it can be a lot for even the people around us. Right. And I don't, and I don't always want them to see it. Mm -hmm. So my husband works from home. And so it usually happens to be when he's gone. (laughs) Okay. You know, like I, when, when I, I, that's what I notice the most is when I'm alone, it's, it's like, Oh no, it's coming <laughs> at the same time. It's like, yes, yes, it's coming. And cause I don't, I don't want to scare him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I, and at the same time, I, I don't want to, um, it's, it's my thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't always want to share how often I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know, or, or again, thinking how it can come across yeah. as that assumption of someone saying, okay, but you've, you've got to deal with this. It's like, no, this is how I'm dealing with it. Yeah. You know, so and I'm allowed to, yeah. especially if you're saying I'm going to fill it yeah, and then wrap it up in a box and yeah. I'll come back to it when I need to fill it again. Yeah. So like if there's, if there's classes or if there's someone that calls me or texts me or something, I just say, I need a sub or I say, no, that, you know, today, today's I'm actually busy today or whatever. And I'm really good at saying no lately, which is good. And because if, if it comes down to it, and I've always been this, this over giver where like the nicer you are to someone, the nicer they'll be back to you. And we know that that's not the case. No. You know, you can, you can give and give and give and just feel depleted. So I have to fill my cup. So I have something to pour out of, I have to put on my oxygen mask on first before giving it to someone else. So I'm totally fine saying, if it comes down to you and me, I'm going to choose me. Yeah, I have to. And, um, and whether it's a whole day or a few hours by the end of that process, by the end of that purge that cleansing, I'm actually ready for the next day to be like, all right, yeah, move on. Like, and I, I don't like that term either. Moving on is a really moving rash through maybe. Yeah. Working through it, doing the work and, um, movement journaling, anything that like physically gets a release out of your body is really important. Turning on music and just dancing all yes. crazy, like the Elaine from Seinfeld, you know, <sighs> just like quirky, weird. I skate in my kitchen, like, yes. as you do, like, just, just have fun. And that's one reason why I skate is it makes me feel fun. 
You cannot, you cannot put skates on. <laughs> you cannot and be mad. Yeah. It's impossible. It is impossible to have roller skates on and feel sad. <laughs> so it. it's like, so combining yoga and skating and, and fitness and skating, like with fun music and just it's like, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. You get the quirky friends. <laughs> you that'll, do. And it'll buy skates and, <laughs> and funky terry cloth shorts and show up and be like, I'm here. Let's be friends. And that's, that's what and it is. Here, it's let awesome. me t- teach me this trick, Elisa. And then that's I right. literally can't do it for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot do this, but I'm going to keep trying and trying and trying. Like, and Ashton, trying. how do you make that look so pretty? I'm just stretching. <laughs> no, you're not. You look awesome. Like that's not a stretch. That's a move. See, we, we want each other to move too. Um, oh, my but it's, it's, it has felt really good. I, I didn't want to forget to, to mention that it's been good to not, to, to not need anyone else to understand. It sounds weird because like in the heart community, I understand them. Mm-hmm. They understand me. There's the majority of people in the heart community that I have found that I'm a part of they are mothers or parents of children with heart problems. And that like, I can't even wrap my head around that because they're just witnessing they're there as a caretaker and there's, they can't do anything about it. And just watching the suffering happen. So I, but as far as like not understanding, um, just going along with closing doors, I just feel really good about just, I'm okay. Understanding myself. And this, this can be my thing. And if I put something out there or I post something about an update to my health or something that's, that may be uncomfortable to read or uncomfortable to see, you don't have to understand me. Mm. Like I'm not putting this out there to, to have understanding. It's just, again, it's my journaling. It's my, it's my story, but I'm finally okay. Not having to have people get me. And it's awesome. It is awesome. Like I'm my own friend. (laughs) I just, I can be my own best friend I know, and like, and feel fine about it. And it's okay. Like, sometimes I feel like that third grade little girl that is just looking around in the playground, like who's going to play with me today, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And it's, it's fine. Like I, I love myself and, um, and even with heartache and heartbreak of any kind, emotional, physical, anything, um, everyone has it. And I think there's just an empathy and compassion there that sometimes like with you and me and so many other people, unfortunately, it takes a traumatic situation. You were talking about being prepared for it. Yeah. It takes a traumatic situation to open our, ourselves up like that. And like, I wish that maybe I would have been a little paid a little more attention to my healing process and my, like who really serves me, who I want to spend my time with, how I choose. I'm very picky of how I spend my time. Same here. Completely. Like <laughs> if, if, if I know you don't like me, that's okay. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with like, not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. You can love everybody. There's a love there for everybody, but it doesn't mean you have to hang out and be friends and for sure and best friends. And that's totally fine. Like I enjoy me. Yeah. So what a beautiful and, gift and you, <laughs> and you, <laughs> um, no, but I'm like listening to you going, I feel like you're just speaking, like I'm speaking through you. We're very much the same. And, um, I knew that, but I'm listening to you going, yeah, I feel all of these things and it's what's 
I feel like saved me and transformed me. Yeah. Is prioritizing me. Yeah. And and it's not selfish. It's selfless. No. And I feel like I was good at self-care before my divorce. I already did a lot of things on my own and with friends. But we consider it but, topical, like self-care, getting a massage, yeah, exercising, or, you know, it's not always how you feel about yourself. Right. It was just, it broke me open even more. It yeah. forced me to figure out the trauma, you know, the, mm -hmm. to say, oh my gosh, like I, turns out I don't love myself as much as I thought I did. Yeah. And I've got to figure that out. And so what, even you saying I'm okay with people or I'm not caring what people think in this area. And then in this area, I'm like, uh Oh, I, I care. Uh Oh, yeah. All, all of a sudden uh, that's creeping back in <laughs> insecurities <laughs> creeping back in. It's still there. The best part <laughs> is one of my girlfriends uh, said she met someone who was like, Oh, I'm so excited. You know, Ashlyn, I'm, I've been trying, I'm trying to do what she does and not care what people think. And my friend said, I just smiled because I know that you still struggle. Cause I tell her, yeah. you know, I still struggle with people caring what I think in this arena. And so she's like, Ashlyn isn't perfect. And I never yeah. say I am, but I feel like sometimes we master one thing. Mm -hmm. I don't care what people think, what I post on in social media. Yeah. But then I go to church and somebody says something, oh crap, I care what people think. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. we have to transfer it into all these different areas. And instead of feeling frustrated and embarrassed that I haven't figured it out, I'm like, okay, there's another layer. I'm just going to yeah. focus on that right now. And well, and, it's not, like, that. and <laughs> it's not like people are jerks. No. It's just, you just mesh or you don't, or yeah. sometimes people just don't know what to say and what they feel is an appropriate reaction or comment to say to you mm -hmm. can actually be something very hurtful that wasn't intended. They just don't know what to say and feel, just still feel like they have to say something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like I, um, you know, there's certain things that I feel left out of because, oh, well you can't, you can't do this. So you know, you can't go hiking. So we didn't have you come okay. or it's always nice you know, to be invited stuff like that, where it's like, well, sure I can, but then there's that, but I know it's slow everybody down. And so, you know, mm. but that's why you start your own hiking group. Like right. me, <laughs> let's, let's walk. I'm like you guys know we stop every five minutes because I need to stretch. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and even you talking about posting, it just, this light just went on in my head that I am actually realizing in this very second that some of the last posts that I've put out about my heart stuff, I've prefaced it with something like to the heart community, or, mm. you know, I share because the heart community is here or something almost like that validates my reason for sharing that. And I don't have to do that, you know, and, it, and it's just, but it just, it, it's something so personal mm -hmm. with me. And it's something that can come across as very morbid that I'm just very matter of fact. And, um, it's, I don't know. I, I still think about how it comes across rather than not thinking about that and just putting it out there and see, and I should probably, this take, is my journal. You take from me and I'll take from you. Okay. Cause I'm like, I don't <laughs> think about what other people, I guess maybe I should. <laughs> no, you shouldn't at all. You should. and it's only, and it's really only with the heart stuff. It's like, yeah, I think just cause see, that's, and I really, it's so uncomfortable. I look at your stuff and I truly, am like, why, why do you think you're over, you know, why are you listening yeah. to these stories in your head? Cause I am the person saying, I want more. Tell me more. Well, I'm probably assuming it's uncomfortable for other people. Not one person has said that, <laughs> right? Uh, the stories we believe and make up. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. That in my mind, it's, this is uncomfortable for me. Mm. So I'm assuming it's going to be <laughs> uncomfortable for all of project. you. <laughs> we, Not we, at all. I never do. Not at all. <laughs> but honestly, kind of, even with my heart surgery, 
five years ago, becoming my own client, so to speak, mm. was awesome because it changed the way I teach my classes where I would go into class later and say, in my mind, there are probably average three or four people in this room that are on blood thinners, that are on medications that make them dizzy, that are depressed, that have something really hard. Like it made me mm. think deeper into who was in that room. And I am a firm believer. I say this in my teacher trainings that people are not coming to my classes for me. You, you prepare a space for them to find their own healing, to do it their own way, to, to find that feeling within themselves. You're just preparing the space for it. I can't feel what they're feeling. Mm. I can put them in a pose, but it probably, it could hurt them. So, you know, change it if that doesn't feel right. But it, it just gave me this confidence and this empowerment of who cares if you can't do the headstand, right? Like Thank who you. cares? Because by the time I, I was so power, 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 and yoga was my exercise for so long that by the time all I could do is restorative for a while as I was healing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the old lady class. <laughs> and then I was there. I was like, this, this is, like, this is power <laughs> yoga, like laying here covered, covered in pillows in this amazing position receiving the benefit physically, letting myself breathe and just be that's power yoga. And so it changes my perspective of how I approach teaching, how I approach my own practice, how I approach my life. Is there so much power in being gentle? We don't have to push so hard mm. to get our point across. We don't have to try so hard. You shouldn't have to try so hard to make a friend. That's, that's the clue that maybe that's not the best friendship. Yeah. You know, you know, if you're always the one texting first, if you're always the one trying so hard, it's okay to let that breathe. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's okay. And just focus on loving yourself and take yourself out on a date, you know, just go do something fun for you. And then you come home that night feeling like, yeah, I am my, I'm my, I'm my best friend. I'm my buddy. My best friend. I'm is awesome. awesome. <laughs> She's cute. I'm fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We no one dorks. understands me. That's okay. No one has to understand me. I've got my helmet. I've got, <laughs> oh my I've got my fanny pack around my waist. I know. I've got like, I love yeah. my panties. That's right. So, yep. okay. I'm just gonna, we're going to wrap it up with this message because I think overall, that is a really great message of be gentle. Um, if you are in a place in life where your circumstances are pulling you down mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, be gentle, mm -hmm. cut some things out, find mm -hmm. the things that make it, you have fun. Even if you're in your own home or in your car, for me, my, my new goal is to buy a convertible. That was my first car was a 73 Volkswagen convertible bug. Stop it. I know. Why'd I sell it? It's awesome. Cause you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I have a VW bus, so I get it. I like, know. I love you. Yeah. You need, you, to buy, dumb. you need to buy that bug again. <laughs> that, was only, a, that was a dumb move. It's $30,000 more than <laughs> oh, it I was when I sold it. Um, I know. I love that. And the feeling that I get. So now all I do is I roll down on my windows to put down my sunroof mm -hmm. and I drive through the Canyon Provo Canyon with music so loud, yeah. like brown eyed girl. Mm -hmm. And I just, I cry. Yeah. So I'm like, this feels so yeah. good. That is joy. And, it and took, you don't what, have a convertible, minutes? but you're creating, you're creating that experience in a different way. Yes. You're making it happen, making it happen. I'm prioritizing create, it. Yeah. You have to create your joy. And you know, a lot of time in classes and my own practice and my meditations and stuff, 
I wrap my arms around myself and I have everyone just hug yourself because when was the last time you hugged yourself? Oh my gosh, let's do it. Just hug yourself and like feel that. And so often we wait for other people to bring joy or we think joy comes from, um, how other, uh, how others perceive us or mm-hmm. how we're treated mm-hmm. without thinking about waking up every day before you put your makeup on and brush your teeth and your hair is just there. <laughs> and you look at yourself in the, I do this a lot, actually, just look at yourself in the mirror and smile mm-hmm. in your glory in the early morning and just love yourself. And if you start your day every day, creating your joy and loving yourself, no matter what, it's nearly impossible to treat someone else with less respect it's so true. or to let anything in your day penetrate you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you feel, you start the day feeling great and creating your joy that if that guy just cuts you off on the highway or whatever, it's like, I really, that that's his, that's his problem. Yes. It's not my problem. I actually that's get a lot problem. of pleasure and I'm a really courteous yeah. and don't care driver. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're going to cut me off. Yeah. Or like <laughs> realizing that everyone's going through something. So yeah. if something took place that Go was uncomfortable, it. it's really not about you. Yeah. I give thumbs up a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> People are so mad at me. I salute. Like, thumbs up. I do the, like, there you go. You have a great day, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need okay. a hug. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. If you are struggling, go hug yourself right now. Yeah. Just go sit. I love just laying, being gentle Mm -hmm. and resting, hug yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also going to suggest you wake up. I did this right after, um, my former husband moved out. I would have my Alexa. She would turn on and wake me up to lovely day by Bill. That's right. Bill Withers. And Mm -hmm. it just felt good. And I seriously would go look in the mirror, like walk into my bathroom and just sing it to myself. Like it is a lovely day because of me. Yeah. Like I didn't need anyone else. And I did that for months. And I was like, I kind of feel like a weirdo and I love it. Well, even the term, even the term have a great day is so different than saying, make it a great day. Cause it's a choice. Yeah. Like how you feel even though this is hard to hear, especially if you're going through the thick of something right now, but how you feel is a choice, which I hate right. when it's like, and if no, that's someone only, else did this to right. me, absolutely. It's and when, when someone else makes a choice that affects your life, you have to purge the pain. You have to feel it. You're, you're going to be angry. If you don't feel all those things, it's going to manifest later. But at some point, if you're healing through it in a positive way, how you react is the only thing you can control. Mm-hmm. And that's empowering. And you can choose to just be pissed off the rest of your life or roller skate. <laughs> come roller skate with us. <laughs> or come, come skating. Yes. Um, or go on a, just be fun. Just do just something even for five minutes that makes you yeah. feel fun. I, I do make the women that I work with in my groups have at least one minute of fun a day. And yeah. sometimes when they say they haven't, I'm like one minute, one minute, come on. Like, yeah, you can do this. Yeah. Turn on a song and just yeah. dance while you make dinner. You know what? One thing that has, again, here comes the quirky. I have a bowl of squishies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just like anything that's the squishy. And for some reason, like if I'm, if I'm just down, I put my hands in that bowl and I just sit and squish like these ducks and these just anything that's, I don't know. It's just the sensory, but it's silly. There's sensory. And there's, there's something with me personally that loves referring to childhood, to, no, to nostalgia. 100%. I can see that in you just like, yeah. And just, that's my favorite thing with friends is when 
they can see, we can yeah. see each other's younger yeah. self and it's, I love it instead of like, whoa, you're yeah. Why are you acting like that? Yeah. It's like, no, I see it. Yes. You're 12. Look yes. at us and roller skating with our headphones. And that is a hundred percent. I don't care what anyone around here. I don't care. Energy. Is there a song me. about that? Yeah. Need that. Totally. I love it. Um, Elise is going to be at my retreat um, mm-hmm. in June. We're going to do an early morning for those who want to wake up and mm-hmm. do some yoga therapy with Great. Elise. So I'm excited for that. Where can they find you? Um, let's see. My social media is Elise Jones yoga and my other, my business account is Utah yoga and wellness. And that's my retreats and shop. Yes, I know. It was a studio. I closed it studio wellness center. I closed it at COVID and it morphed into focusing more on my retreats and now wellness line. So it's fun. I love it. Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you, Ashlyn. I love you. Thanks for being here with me today, whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.